I'm James. And I'm Andy. And we host the Broadway Boys Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Every Monday we talk New York Rangers, news from around the league, and all aspects of the hockey lifestyle. It's a power play goal! It's never been a better time to be a Rangers fan, so tune in and join us as we break down games, prospects, rumors, and more as we follow the Blue Shirts on their quest towards the Stanley Cup. Our takes are all our own. And not always legally binding. But you're not going to want to miss all the guests, rants, speculation, and the occasional overreaction. He goes to the net. He scores! He scores! The Rangers win! Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broadway Boys Pod, and catch new episodes every Monday morning on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more. And this one will last a lifetime! So what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, and listen to the Broadway Boys Podcast today. And be sure to check out all the exciting content on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Welcome to episode 70. I hope you really enjoyed 69. It was one of Richie's favorites. And speaking of which, Richie, how you doing? Hello there, Corey. We, uh, busy, busy show. A lot of stuff happened this week, Coyotes-wise. Some speculation, some not-so-good news, some interesting news, some news outside of hockey, some stuff, wacky stuff going on in sports, to put it lightly, and uh, some sad news from the the movie world. But I'm doing I'm doing well, Corey. You we uh, you had me watch Ocean's Eleven for the first time yesterday on Saturday night. That I did because I had never seen it. It's been out for 20 years. I had never seen any of the Ocean's movies, and so you brought up the idea that. We should watch it, and we did, and I gave it a 7 out of 10. It was fine. It was a perfectly fine movie. <laughs> you gave it a C, mm-hmm. which we have started now, um, as you have all been able to probably uh, catch on to. Um, R- Richie's roommate is my other best friend, Kat, and um, so we you know, we routinely do things together, but we've decided that we're going to make a monthly movie each month um they chose to do zoolander next which i mean i thoroughly enjoy zoolander i think it's hilarious so um i'm looking forward to it but we if you guys do have any suggestions on any movies that you're like yes that should be your monthly movie because i mean i'm not kidding you people there needs to be some good suggestions because you've had more time to watch movies during quarantine than ever. And this is like the time that I got to watch movies that I, you know, I've been meaning to watch for years, just like we finally got Richie to watch Ocean's Eleven. So when you give me these, give us these suggestions, please let them be good ones. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, no crappy movies allowed here. 
I can't think of the last like really bad movie I saw that I watched and I was like, this was a waste of time. Spring Breakers was my last one that I walked out of the movie theater and <laughs> said this was trash. And then actually, I've never made a movie theater give my money back, but I did on that occasion because I hated it that much. And did they give you your money back? Yes. And they said that I wasn't the only one. They're like, oh, yeah, this has actually been happening a lot. Oh, I didn't think they were allowed to do that. I didn't think that was a thing. Like, it's just one of those things that if you go see a shitty movie, then that's on you. Well, it's um, because we went we went early enough, like early enough into the movie that they were like, it's OK. And they're like, if you want to, like, sit and watch the rest of it and like see how it ends, like, you know, fine. But we we get it like it was that terrible of a movie that they had like that many people complain about it that it, they didn't really fight me on it it was just like oh yeah i mean like i walked i mean i still remember being a kid and hating the um sunny with a chance of meatballs movie which i guess apparently people love it but i literally made my grandma walk out of that one because i was just like i don't want to but I never before asked for my money back. That was the first time I'd ever done that. And you the know, only time I've ever done Yeah, that. you know what's funny is I know a lot of people do that where they go see a shitty movie and they walk out of the theater. I've never done that. I've never once got up and left because I'm like, I paid to see this movie. I'm going to stick around for all two hours of it and no matter what. And so I haven't. I can't remember the last time where I went to a movie where I just was like, I just hated it from start to finish. I mean, I, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the, of, of Rise of Skywalker, but I was never going to walk out of the movie for that, even though I was like, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. So I loved it. And also you couldn't go anywhere because I drove you there. So yeah, you were stuck sitting outside the theater. I just would have been, <laughs> I just would have been sitting outside in the lobby by myself while you guys watched the end of the Star Wars saga that's been going on for 40 years yeah the final movie you walked out i would have just let your ass sit there yeah because i'm very selective of the movies i go see like usually i will only go see movies that i'm excited about that i'm in there thick and thin that or you sometimes i'll go see like i like going to see the oscar nominated movies a lot of times so i always go see those so i i am not one to usually go pick crappy movies like even movies that aren't really well reviewed like you and i saw um charlie's angels together last year and it got it got pretty bad reviews but it was a fun movie like i thoroughly enjoyed it and i was it was like i'm yeah i i enjoyed it so i was never gonna walk out of it or anything i thoroughly enjoyed it too um i mean even that spring breakers one i still watched like to the end just to see if it got better but it was it was really bad so, I mean, I, there's, I think there's only been two movies. Um, oh, wait, there, there was another one. There was actually, there's a third one. There's three movies in my life that I've ever walked out of. And one other time it was because my parents wanted to leave it when I was a kid. And it was um, Hitchhi- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. My my parents hated it, and they were, like, done, and I was, like, a kid, so I had to, like, follow them. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even really remember the movie, it's... but that there's only been three, so those are the three movies that I've ever, like, walked out of. And given with Spring Breakers, I still watched the rest of it just to give it, like, 
some semblance of a chance I still hated it. Right. But I love Selena Gomez, so I will watch anything with Selena, Selena Gomez in it. Do you have, so you know that the movie theaters are reopening back up again here in Arizona. Do you have any interest in going back to the movies anytime soon? Um, as you know, friends of ours make decisions for me. Um, and then not, in, not in a way that like, if I really didn't want to go, I, I wouldn't go. They don't actually, but like they will plan something and then they kind of just tell me like, Oh, you're going. And then I just kind of go. So apparently I'm going to see tenant tomorrow night. Yes. Tomorrow night. I was wondering if, cause I was just about to bring that up because that like, I, I wasn't really planning on going to the movies again anytime like you know somewhat recently because of there's a pandemic going on and it's like i don't want to be around a lot of people but it's like if there's one movie to get me out of my house and go get covid for it's tenant well and okay let's let's point something out here i'm I'm usually a more anxious person like i i like to make sure that i you know i'm not getting covid so no i will not be eating popcorn and i will not have like drinks and doing that i'm probably just yes. gonna sit there with a mask on the whole yes. time yes you're gonna be you're that. gonna be just like me yes i win oh yeah it took a fucking pandemic for me to not eat popcorn oh richie 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 you it's not like you don't eat popcorn you eat my popcorn you just don't pay for popcorn yep <laughs> yes that's very one that's 100 true <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna be i want to i'll go see tenant at some point now i was debating whether or not to go see it when it first opens, which it, it's open, I think it opens tomorrow, like for yeah. early release. And I was like, well, I kind of want to wait to go see it in IMAX. So I think I'm going to wait another week or whatever when it starts to open at like AMC. Because AMC has more IMAX theaters near me, including one right across the street. Well, so like, and I, I think AMC is hurting more than Harkins. Yeah, so I can I can go right across the street to AMC and go see it in IMAX the way I want to see it, the way Christopher Nolan meant it to be seen. And I'll do that instead. But if you're going to go see it, let me know how it is. Or, and I, Cause I, I'm excited. I, you know, I love Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. That's a, it. I'm hoping it's really good. Um, I was just showing my parents the, um, the trailer for it today and everything. Um, and, and for those of you that are wondering, it is spaced where it's two seats two seats of space, two seats, two seats of space, like all the way through. And no one is sitting directly like in front of you or behind you. They like stagger it. So uh, yes, you are six feet apart from everyone. I will still be wearing my mask the whole time I'm in there because um, you're still in a indoor building with multiple people. So I'm going to try and take the precautions that I can. It, I mean, it's a risk no matter what, but in case you were wondering, that's how they do it. They make you buy the, the seats in, van- in advance, like, kind of per usual and um, stagger it. And it's two, like two people at a time type of a thing. Right. That's a, that's a very good idea. Um, before we, we move on to talking about the news of the hockey week, while we're on the prospect of talking about movies, we, we can't go any further without um, mentioning and sending our love to the family of Chadwick Boseman, who passed away this week. 42 years old, of course, he was the star of Black Panther, 
He also played Jackie Robinson in 42. He played he on Jackie Robinson Day. He played James Brown in the movie Get On Up, which I watched after he died. I was like, I need to watch him in that in that movie. And he was terrific in that movie. And uh, and he died of colon cancer. And apparently this is amazing. Like this just it's how amazing a a man he was is that he was battling this thing for four years nobody knew about it um ryan coogler even posted a message on sunday the director of black panther and he was basically saying the same thing it's like i never would have known i didn't know and he basically was like i he had he had this disease the entire time i knew him and i didn't know and so he gave us some of the best performances you'll see on screen while battling cancer while going through chemotherapy that's amazing Absolutely amazing. Oh, it's absolutely insane. He gave these amazing performances and were it was in multiple movies while he had cancer and no one knew and it, you know, and which I mean, it makes it so much more heartbreaking for all of us, but it was absolutely and it was right. He didn't need to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's impressive in the fact that he was doing things like visiting um hospitals of sick cancerous children and that was absolutely beautiful when you know he's going through the same thing and he's going in and trying to make these kids lives better and I mean it's just the beautiful things that he has done in his life so far and like and I say so far because of the fact that like just because he is gone doesn't mean that his legacy doesn't leave on or doesn't keep going on because of the fact that I think his life and the things that are starting to come out about all of the things that he's done for so many people and especially black people, how many things he's done for them and what he's been able to portray on screen and help so many kids. I think one of the coolest things that um, was come, kind of circulating during all this was there was an episode of Jimmy Fallon where people were talking mm-hmm. about um, what Black Panther meant to them and all this stuff. And um, then he would come out from like behind the curtain and there's this lady with his, with her kid. And she was saying that she's so happy that her black son could, um, you know, grow up in a world where his two biggest role models were Chadwick and um, Barack Obama. And that was like a really cool moment for me to see, you know, those kids that are, the generation after us, you know, they get to grow up around seeing two uh, prominent black men in such important roles in, in their own, in our society. And it was, it's really cool that they were able to see, you know, him as black Panther and as these wonderful black men that have made history themselves. And then to be able to have them also see the first black president. it was just, his role in all of this during this time will never be forgotten. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And one one last thing. They announced it, the family of Chadwick Boseman announced his his death on Twitter through and Instagram through a, a statement. And Twitter has since gone on to say that that is the most liked tweet of all time. 7.3 million likes, 3.1 million retweets. If you went through the Twitter trending topics on Friday night, he was trending in pretty much all 
all 20 spots, you know, on the on the top Twitter trends. He meant a lot to a lot of people, and we will miss him dearly. But we do have some Coyotes news to get to um, this week. Starting off with, of course, how the week got started for the Coyotes, which is we finally got the sanctions from the NHL when it comes to their... How should I describe it, Corey? Their misdeeds surrounding the combine for draft prospects? Yeah, I mean... It's funny because this this whole thing got different. I mean, for the most part, I saw most people reacting to it very harsh, but it has been said that like within the community that some people are um, are unhappy because they either thought it was too much like we kind of did or they thought it wasn't hard enough because of the fact that they're reminded about these rules so consistently and they still broke them. And it's funny because, you know, like you're trying to figure out how to explain like, you know, these misdeeds, like whatever you want to call them, but like they just always like keep coming back to them as like violations. And it it's, I don't know why that um, it's kind of like so funny to me that like, that it's a violation because like there's, a lot of things that are going on like right now that have to do with certain violations, like the whole Chica thing, the fact that he has, um, you know, essentially violated terms of his contract. He was one of the big people in this whole scandal. You, and yet none of that I think was ever really assessed in this punishment. And that's the fact that, you know, there's new ownership now. There's there's new, there is currently like a, a, they're going through the process of finding a new GM and then you have a new owner that had nothing to do with this. So like the fact that it came down this hard seemed a little strange to me when you already had people that, you know, were some of the main people behind this are, are no longer with the team. And then you also have the fact that one of those people had violated the Coyotes contract on the other side and where is that getting into now we're supposed to hear something about that i think before before the end of this season or, or so i think because like after that he it i don't know if he's going to be picking up that next job in new jersey or whatever i don't know how that's going but that needs to be resolved too so it's a i understand they wanted to get this stuff done before um, before, you know, the draft and everything and, and leave some time for it to marinate. But it seemed quite strange that they didn't put some of these other things into perspective when coming down on their ruling on a team that is already in a struggling place. Yeah. So in case you missed, I, I don't, I don't think you, did you touch on the, what they actually Oh no! I just I was just talking and I totally forgot. If you want, if yeah. you want to tell them that, you can. So the National Hockey League sanctioned the Coyotes for violating the NHL's combine testing policy during the directing the forfeiture of the club's second round pick in the 2020 draft and their first round pick in the 2021 NFL draft. 
Um, Gary Bettman went on to say that while the combine testing policy referenced a fine of no less than $250,000 for each violation of the policy, I exercise my discretion to impose the affirmation discipline, which I consider to be more appropriate given the specific circumstances of the case. As for the club personnel who participated in or contributed to the club's violation of the policy, I have decided that no discipline shall be imposed on these individuals. While I conclude that the certain club personnel acted in a grossly negligent manner at best, which was conceded by the club, I ultimately conclude that the record did not establish to a center which I am comfortable that those individuals engage in intentional wrongdoing as opposed to grossly negligent behavior. I imagine that is a reference to John Chica, the former general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. And listen, if you don't want to, if you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime type of thing, right? I, I it sucks. But I, I think it's a fair punishment, and I under I I wonder if the reason why they went for the draft picks instead of the fine is the Kyrie's negotiated that, and the reason why is it spells out right there that the combine testing policy is a fine of two hundred fifty thousand dollars for each violation, right? And I wonder if the reason they went to the draft picks instead is this team basically can't afford to pay a fine, and what I mean by that is it's no secret. They put it out there. The Coyotes put out a statement regarding it. They had to lay off a lot of people. Alex Marullo, it's no secret that he's been, he has said publicly that, that, you know, he, he's had a rough time during this pandemic because he has a lot of holdings in a lot of businesses around the country, some of which are included in that casinos in the, throughout the country. And we know how hard casinos have been hit. So I think that's part of the reason what played into this is that they were, it's easier for them to take on the forfeiture of draft picks as opposed to paying a, a pretty massive fine. Yeah, which, I mean, that I didn't even really think about that. That It does make a lot of sense, yeah. Like a third of who they had on their website basically just disappeared because of the fact they had to remove um, so many people from the Coyote staff. And, and you know, that definitely is a scream for help but I mean in the grand scheme of the pandemic you think you know probably there's a lot of people and teams that are probably hurting but this definitely would have been a situation where um it would have hurt them greatly so I I could see actually where you're coming from on that because it they wouldn't be able to afford that type of a fine I do think it's kind of crazy that again they're not going to be and I'm not going to try not to harp on the fact that that Chica got away scot-free in this but like the fact that none of those fines were directed towards him is very strange as well um I mean again I don't know what's going on with you know that whole contract discussion behind closed doors he might not be in in the best shape right now with those so that could be part of it you know there's a lot of things that we don't know but it does really suck when it comes to the fact that this is a team that's hurting in a lot of different ways, more than just money. They're hurting when it comes to, um, you know, obviously management and they're hurting when it comes to the play on the ice, because as much as the season was an improvement, it still didn't end the way anyone would have liked it to. So when you're trying to advance a team that is now getting all sorts of rumors about possibly needing a complete rebuild, which I don't agree with. Um, Taking away those draft picks like that is harsh, but I guess, 
you know, if you're trying to set an example, it definitely did that. It absolutely did. And it plays into the conversation we had last week, like you just mentioned about the rebuild or the retool. And after these punishments, it certainly leans toward this is going to, you're going to have to rebuild here, which because now you don't have that draft capital to quickly retool things a lot quicker. So you're going to have to try and recoup that draft capital somehow, most likely in the trade market. And and we can we can talk about that a little bit later on. But one of the changes that, uh, in addition to this, then the news dropped this week too that the Coyotes are losing a couple of their coaches, John McClain and who's an assistant coach on the team, and Steve Peters, who was the video coach of the team. We talked about him earlier in this postseason because of an offside call that was overturned that ended up coming back and giving the Coyotes a victory He was the MVP later. of that game. That man was absolutely 100%. He's been with the Coyotes for, for two decades. His contract is up. They decided not to renew it. And then same thing with John McClain. They decided not to renew his contract. So I uh, the Steve Peters thing was a little interesting to me because, you know, he's been with the organization for so long. But I, I understand it, you know, and same thing with John McClain. Like, I think we kind of knew that although Rick Tockett wasn't going anywhere, that there would be some sort of coaching changes to this team. And John McClain was was one of them. Yeah, and I had the same feeling when it came to, um, you know, the Steve Peters part of it. I thought that was a little bit strange. And the fact that, you know, um, it was his ability to see that offside um, before that goal against that when they're playing against Nashville, that that was the turning tide for that game. So, you know, to end on that note is kind of, I feel, I'm sure it probably gives him a sour taste in his mouth because, you know, it, all the way up till the end there, he uh, was doing something good. So I'm sure he really didn't enjoy that. But you have to wonder when it comes to situations like special teams, it, it hasn't really been good this season but yet he's still there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and the big quarterback of this, of, of the power play, at least this year was, that was the responsibility of course, of Phil Housley, who of course, longtime defenseman in the NHL was well known for his goal scoring prowess. And he was kind of the quarterback behind that power play this year, which was up and down and was for lack of a better term, piss poor in in the playoffs so he's sticking around for now as far as we know but John McClain out the door for the Coyotes um but in better news Corey in better news in light of the sports wide protests that we saw this week it started with the NBA where they decided to boycott basically two days worth of games in order to bring more attention to racial justice and racial unrest in the country. And that kind of spread throughout sports. It it spread into Major League Baseball where where teams decided not to play. The Diamondbacks here locally and the Rockies canceled one of their games because of it. The Diamondbacks, of course, also um, donated their game checks for that particular game to to a charity um, that is working to fight racial injustice. And then, of course, that ended up ended up spreading to the NHL after 
after a while, it took them an extra day to do it, but they ended up doing it. And they ended up doing it in an okay fashion. I think they could have done a better job with it. I got really angry this week because of that. Um, but I digress. I've cooled off from that now, so I'm not going to be as angry right now. But the important thing to come out of this, Coyotes related, this is a bigger discussion, and you can you know get that discussion elsewhere, even though I think Corey and I are both very passionate about it. Um, we won't get into it right here, right now, mostly because... And I don't think either of us were prepared to have that deep of a discussion on this show tonight. So the Coyotes, though, Corey, are going to be opening up here the River Arena this November as a polling site, according to their tweet earlier this week. Which is awesome because, um, I mean, that's a lot of space that you can be using and one of my biggest problems, and then I'm not going to go into like all all this stuff and how I feel about everything, but one of the biggest problems I have a lot of times with things is you can make people aware for so often and you can say that you stand with people for so often, but nothing actually changes until you change it. So this was an attempt to change it. It's doing something to try and make a difference. And the fact that they came out um has anyone come out since then i know that they were the first nhl team to come out saying that they were doing that has anyone else said that they were doing it i you know? i can't confirm off the top of my head if any other national hockey league teams are doing that i do know that the nba for sure is going to do that league-wide and included of course in the nba are our teams who share arenas with the um with NHL teams, Madison Square Garden, the Pepsi Center, obviously for the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets. So there's a couple around the league, which is a good thing. And, and like you said, you know, a lot of times you can put out a statement, that's nice, say Black Lives Matter, but oftentimes that's not enough. And at least this is a legit actual piece of action to get people and make it easier for people to vote in November, which we know is something that is oftentimes used as a political tool by a certain party in this country um, to try and win elections. And so the easier it is to vote in November, the better off the United States of America will be. And I'm glad the Coyotes took that, that step. It was a very important step. And I hope more teams in all the professional sports um, try and do what they can to uh, to do that. And I hope people take advantage of it. You know, if they're not voting by mail, which I do every election cycle, I've been doing it for, gosh, almost a decade. And the first time I voted was 20 the 2010 midterms, I guess. So um, I, I vote by mail. I'd suggest you do that too. But if you're not able to vote by mail, uh, maybe you could go visit Healy River Arena or Talking Stick Resort Arena, for that matter, and, and go vote in person. I mean, you could go into the arena wearing your Coyotes jersey and go vote. Yes, that's very I'm, true. I could drop my, my ballot off on election night. That is true. That well, And that is actually, which I would, this little like PSA um, for our listeners since I, I'm planning on doing it. Um, I know that since the mail, uh, the whole USPS thing, um, they're wondering about whether some of them will get in in time, stuff like that. 
if you are worried and you haven't had enough time, just keep it in your hand and drop it off on the day. I would rather do that and make sure it gets in on time than send it out and not know if it's going to get there in time. And so that's that's going to be my plan. If, if I don't do it early enough or if it's not, if I don't get it early enough, then um, I'm just going to hold on to it and then walk in on the day and just and place it in there. Um, you know, because it's you're spending less time around people and there's less risk of COVID on like if you're just going in to drop something off. One, yeah, 100%. That's a good idea. So take our advice, Sporting Nation. Go register to vote and uh, go vote in November. Very, very important, obviously. Duh. Um, oh, before before we go, several things. Before we move on, we're going to finish with Darcy Kemper because there was some news related to Darcy Kemper that came out over the weekend that uh, we need to discuss. And um, this episode, of course, is presented by... Uh, manscaped.com uh, like we said I told you last week I got my, my nail clippers they are great they are awesome don't have to bite my nails anymore and you can go get yourself a pair of those as well as the man meat mowers we like to call it here on the Sporty Nation um, you go on to manscaped.com promo code THPN you get 20% off and free shipping go do that if you'd like and also coolhockey.com if you go to coolhockey.com slash THPN and then you enter the promo code THPN, 30% off of your brand new jersey, courtesy of Cool Hockey and the Hockey Podcast Network. So let's wrap up with the Darcy Kemper news, Corey. This is a little interesting. We saw this in our Slack chat today, and it's going to cause yeah, some controversy. I, I, My jaw clenches every single time. There's something coyotes that pops up in our Slack because I, and I know you guys are feeling it too. I'm getting real tired of hearing negative things about the coyotes or questionable things about the coyotes. Like we had spent a long time in that Slack trying to rally our fellow podcasters onto the side of the coyotes and shit just keeps happening. And like, you know, it's like, I had sent put in there when the sanctions came, like when the violation um, punishment came down and they were saying like how oh, most of the people in there saying that how harsh it was. My response was um, the gif from the Simpsons where the kid goes, stop, stop. He's already dead. That is how I feel about every single time things come down by the coyotes it is something that does not look good. And I feel like everyone has just been kicking the team all down. And, and again, you know, may, maybe high key bias because of our fandom and our podcast. But um, I just wanted to get that out there that that is frustrating as hell. If you guys are frustrated about it, we are too. And the latest version of that was a tweet we were sent in the slack chat today of a tweet that reads as follows now i try to do some digging on this and try and find the audio so we could play it on the show i couldn't find it um so i'm just going to take this tweet's word for it that it did indeed happen um elliot friedman on sportsnet 650 up in canada says now that the coyotes have been hit with a pretty big penalty he thinks they'll consider rebuilding and that darcy kemper's name will be out there 
And I texted you this. We both saw it. We were talking before the show. And I made a, a comparison here. And I want to see if you agree with me. So bear with me, Sparty Nation. What this reminds me of is this a very similar situation to what the Diamondbacks experienced with Paul Goldschmidt. And what I mean by that is for the Diamondbacks in 2018, they remember they acquired JD Martinez midseason. He I call him just Dongs Martinez. He was an incredible player to watch for the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks held the National League West lead in 2018, basically from start to finish, right? They had a bunch of all-stars. They were playing great baseball. And then in the month of September, they tanked. They fell off a cliff and didn't make the playoffs. And so what they decided to do is because Paul Goldschmidt was coming to the end of his contract, because he was still a National League MVP contender, what they decided to do is say, listen, uh, we're going to kind of retool this a little bit here. And we're going to try and get what we can for Paul Goldschmidt. And we're going to trade him to the St. Louis Cardinals. And he was their best player at the time. And they decided to move on from him and try and kind of retool the, the roster to try and get back in contention faster than, you know, wasting Paul Goldschmidt away um, when you're not really going to be any good. And since then, of course, 2019, they were a 500 team. They outperformed expectations uh, from a lot of people last year in 2019. Now 2020 has come around and they are not good at all. But this isn't a Diamondbacks podcast. And I say all that Paul Goldschmidt stuff because this is exactly what's happening with Darcy Kemper now and the Coyotes, where the Coyotes just came off a season where they made a run to the playoffs. They acquired Taylor Hall, who was their version of J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez did not re-sign with the Diamondbacks. Obviously, he went to the Red Sox and won a World Series. And Good for him. Yes, and um, and so and so Taylor Hall is their ver- the the Coyotes version of of JD Martinez. Uh, Taylor Hall probably not going to resign here. The Coyotes are now in a little bit of a predicament of what to do. Um, we think they should retool this team and maybe try and make a run at the playoffs again next season. But I can kind of see why it might make sense to trade Darcy Kemper. I don't think they should do it. But if the new GM comes in here, whether that's Steve Sullivan or somebody else, and they want to rebuild, I understand why Darcy Kemper would be the first name on the list because he is the player like Paul Goldschmidt that would get you the best return. Whereas if you kept Darcy Kemper for the rest of his contract, by the time he's 32 years old, he's going to be washed up. And he's not going to get you a bigger return, and you're still not going to be making the playoffs over the next two years. So if you do trade Darcy Kemper, you're going to get a decent return for him now rather than later because he's still going to be a Vezina Trophy candidate, we think, next year. Is that a fair comparison that I just made? It's absolutely a fair comparison. And I would like to say that when it came to the DVAC situation, it did not fucking pay off. Let me repeat this again. It did not fucking pay off. Emphasis on not. I, I don't think that this is a smart idea at all. I mean, you, if you've, whoever this new GM is has that big a set of balls to do that, go right ahead. But like when that was really the only thing that was consistently good for the season, and then your back of his Auntie Ranta, who is good, but he is traditionally known for injuries. 
so much around the league that that's why we're not talking about him. We would be talking about Ronta if he could get a good return, but his injury proneness is so bad that it kills his trade value. And that is the thing that, like, you can't have the one real star of the show, like, through that playoff, through the two playoff series. You cannot trade him away and expect fans, for one, not to throw in the towel, and two, for players not to throw in the towel. Because players see that and they think, oh, shit we're not supposed to be good because he was the only thing that would keep him in games at times. And so I would much rather see people that you would consider to be bigger people on the ice that are in front of him be traded and trying to get decent returns on. Cause it's some of them, part of it, like, like OEL, OEL looks really rough right now. But you can trade him to a team that needs his type of skill set and thinks that he would be a better fit on their team. It's not like they don't know what's going on. You know, they, they all talk to each other. They know that he's struggling, he's especially struggling here and in this with, with coaching situational with his captaincy and all this stuff. If he was put into a different situation, he could be a completely different player. So that's why... I would rather go in that direction than take your one good thing and then just dump it because it's, it's per the Arizona thing. You go for the, the big name or the uh, big trade, trying to get a lot out of it. But if it doesn't pay off, then you've just traded away your one good thing. And then once again, this is why we can't have nice things. 100%. Absolutely, and I 100% agree with your assessment there because imagine this for a minute. I think with Darcy Kemper in goal next year, if he continues to play as a top 10 goalie in the league, he's still going to give you a chance to win a lot of hockey games next year and will at least get you in contention for that eighth spot. And in in my opinion, at least, you know, just like they did a lot for, for this season, as long as you get some sort of freaking offense from your younger players like we talked about last week, then you can still make a run for that ace spot and find a way to to make some moves, like you just said, with OEL or, or Ronto or somebody else to try and recoup those draft picks in another way. But it's just an interesting discussion to be had. Again, it all depends on who they hire as their full-time GM, which... They got to do really quickly because they, you know, season basically is it ends in early October. So you, you got to get a head start right now, basically. So I'm curious to see how quickly the general manager search, how quickly it goes. And if we start to see some names pop up in terms of guys who are actually interviewing the, for the position, et cetera, et cetera. We saw some names uh, linked to the Florida Panthers. Um, who are also looking for a general manager, too. So ooh, we we talked about a lot of stuff this week on on the show, Corey. Jam packed show. Uh, anything else to add before we say goodbye? Nothing except for the fact that Coyotes fans, I really hope 
that this next week we have more optimistic news to bring to you guys because um, I'm, I'm getting really tired of all of the negative stuff coming through of either, even the prospect of a potential bad trade gives me a little like pit in my stomach. It makes me irritated. So if you're like me, then hopefully we will be hearing some better news next week. I 100% agree, and uh, we have something, uh, a new segment in the works for next week, too, which we'll let you know about on our social media pages prior to uh, our next taping of the show. But uh, for Corey and myself, thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Sporty with Corey and Richie. Follow us on our Twitters and Instagrams. You know where to find us by now, I'm sure. Uh, go make, make sure to check out our Sporty Nation store. I'm wearing my Welcome Back Sporty Nation tank top right now. Oh, very nice. Yes, yes. You can go Go buy yourself some. Exactly. You can sport the Sporty Nation in real life. Uh, With that said, we will talk to you again next week. Good night and good hockey, everybody.